Jack guy, Jack guy, two wacky goofballs talking about stuff. Fat guy, Jack guy, two wacky goofballs talking about stuff. Two biological brothers talking. Welcome to Fat Guy, Jack Guy. We are talking about something that is definitely real and not a hoax. <laughs> the skunk ape. I'm Brendan Walsh. I'm Steph Rubino, and he just told you we're talking about the skunk ape today. <laughs> <laughs> we have to say, pause and then the skunk ape. <laughs> I think it deserves that respect. It does, I agree. I think so. Because it's a real thing that's it's hanging a real out thing. <laughs> in our backyard. It's a real thing in our world. Yes. Before we start, y'all know what I'm going to say. Get on that <laughs> Patreon. <laughs> yeah, get on that Three Patreon. $3 a month. We have some interactive stuff actually going on over at the Patreon right now. So this is a really great time to join because we're asking for your input on things. We're planning our content for the upcoming spooky season, as you people like to call it. I'm getting tired of that. You people? Yeah, you people. <laughs> I'm getting tired of that. However, we are planning different things. We're asking for your input, so this is a great time to join. $3 a month, please. We're trying to quit our jobs, you guys. That would be really great for us. Yeah. Uh, we've gotten several new patrons recently, we so have. thank you. Yeah. And uh, tell your friends and you know follow our content and leave a review, because yeah. that's cool, too. Even if you don't listen to every single episode of Fat Guy, Jack Guy, you can still support us for just $3 a month, and then you are our brother. That's great. And that's nice. Anyways, thank you to everyone who currently supports us on patreon you guys are awesome we appreciate it all right so of course we have to start with the famous preamble. <laughs> preamble this is actually kind of a crossover episode because it's technically a from where we're from episode wow so it many is. convergences there's a lot here. of convergences this is great Somehow, September turned into cryptid month over here at FGJG. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. We did not plan for it. We no, were just like, we're going to go for it. And we did it. I think we would be remiss not to take advantage of the fact that in South Florida, we have a very famous cryptid of our own, which, as we said, is the skunk ape. Actually, this week, I learned that the skunk ape's fame is kind of fading. So I'm really happy we're doing this episode. What? This is very limited qualitative research, but... I mentioned that we were doing this episode to our brother Vinny, who mm -hmm. is a born and bred South Floridian, and he's also our official strength coach. True. He told me to he told me to shout him out on the episode this yeah. week. So here I am, Vinny. I'm shouting you out. That's our official strength yeah. coach. Porcelli strength. Porcelli strength. He thought I was making the skunk ape up when I like on the spot. He thought I was making it up on wow. the spot when I mentioned it. That's to him. unfortunate. Yeah. Then I asked around the gym. Because, you know, I wanted to see if anybody else knew. And they also had no idea what I was talking about. What is wrong with society? <laughs> this, is this is how we know our society is turning to shit. Nobody knows about the skunk ape. <laughs> it was a little shocking. Because I have to say, like, the skunk ape is one of the things that pops in my head when I think about how weird and wild it is down here. 
That's one of the first things, that we have our own cryptid. Yeah. Not just that we share cryptids with other places. Like, there have been stories of the chupacabra coming to Miami, which is, like, very funny when you think yeah. about it. It's a classic um, crossover episode. <laughs> classic crossover episode. That would have been a great X-Files episode had they chosen to do it. But the skunk ape is ours. I've known about the skunk ape since I was very little. It's hard to remember exactly when, but I would put my money on it being the first cryptid I ever knew. That's cool. Yeah. I think it was. When I was growing up, my mom, my aunt... So a little backstory here. When I was growing up, my mom, my aunt, and my uncle exposed my brother, my cousin, and me to scary and spooky stuff sooner than I think most parents would. Looking back, I think they were determined to make it so we didn't really fear much in our lives, except for the things that are real and impossible not to fear as, like, human beings. They took us on roller coasters when we were way too small for them and made us watch scary movies with them, especially when we were on vacation at a little place my grandparents used to own out in the woods in North Carolina. There were a lot of moments that we all joke about now where we were doing activities that might have killed one or all of us and we somehow still made it. You the know, good we were, old days. The good old days. They let kids just like almost kill themselves and it was fine. Yep. As an adult who works with kids, I see the logic of it all, but I also have no doubt that it somehow adds to our respective mental illnesses. Among all the rest of the things they'd get us involved in, they were big storytellers. I mean, they loved to spin a yarn, and they did. The reason I know about the chupacabra is because my uncle is the one who, like, introduced us to the idea of the chupacabra. And he would, like, do all of... When he was telling the story, he would, like, do all of the movements of the chupacabra as he was telling it. Like, he would show his teeth and, like, pretend they were fangs and just the whole thing. A talented storyteller. Talented storyteller. One of the stories that was always floating around was my mom's supposed encounter with the skunk ape. Oh. So I'm going to tell the story like as closely to the original <laughs> as I can because it's been a while since we've talked about it, but I'm going to tell it as closely as I can. My mom and two of her friends were driving back really late at night from camping with their friends and boyfriends out in one of the campgrounds in the preserve in the Everglades. This was in the very early 80s, so back then, Alligator Alley, as we call it, wasn't as developed as it is now. It was a road, you know, it wasn't like a dirt road, it was an actual road because the federal government constructed it, but it wasn't as nice as it is now, and there were whole swaths of it that didn't have any blockades between the road and the actual landscape of the Everglades. So easily you could like veer off mm -hmm. into the Everglades if like you were having a bad night or if you were drunk or something. This is part of the reason why I got the nickname Alligator Alley. So much wildlife would end up on the road or crossing the road, and that included alligators, obviously. The big, the, the big guys. The big guys. The big here. guys of the Everglades. Yeah. My mom and her friends, they were driving down the road late at night. No cell phones, no call boxes, barely any lights, and the worst possible thing you can imagine happening in this scenario happens. Flat tire. Flat tire. Classic. Classic flat tire. The three of them, being boomer women who really weren't encouraged to learn shit about their cars, they're terrified, but they also know they have a spare and tools to change the tire, so they get out to try to figure it out. Again, this is all in the dark. They don't have flashlights on them. And it's just the darkest it's place ever. It's just the darkest place you could possibly imagine. I mean, of course, it was easier to see the stars in the night sky sure. back then. So it was a little bit brighter than it is now. But still, very dark. They're working on it. It seems like they're getting it. And then out of nowhere, out of the corner of my mom's eye, 
She spots a dark figure running from behind some brush to some brush that is closer to where they are. Her and her friends immediately noticed a change in the smell of the air where they were, too. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, it stinks. Like, it fucking stinks. Like a skunk? Well, they start asking each other if one of them farted. (laughs) So they start laughing about it a little bit, you know. And then they hear sounds from the bushes, from those bushes that were not too far away from them. They start hearing them rustling and obviously they get very quiet so do the bushes so then they're even more freaked out and kind of instinctively i guess my mom's friend picked up one of the tools they were using to to change the tire and she starts banging on the ground to make noise and screaming i guess because (laughs) she thought maybe if it was any kind of animal it would scare it away or whatever at this point my mom sees a shadowy figure again but it's heading in the opposite direction of where they were so whatever it was, they scared it away. If this is a true story. I, can't, I don't know. I have no verification. <laughs> I don't know if this I'm is I'm taking real. this as 100% true. <laughs> it's very scary. I mean, this is their experience, right? So I guess I can't say it's not true. Yeah. But maybe they're elaborating a little bit on what actually happened, you know? They get the spare on. They head out. After this, of course, they go home and they're like telling everybody what happened out in the Everglades when they got stuck. And everyone's pretty much like, holy shit, you saw the skunk ape. My mom didn't know what a skunk ape was because she had only moved to Florida from New York like three years earlier than this occurrence. So she had no idea what it was. So when people were telling her that it was a skunk ape, then it became her skunk ape story. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Which is the best kind of story because she wasn't thinking, oh, I'm seeing the right. skunk ape. She right had now. like no idea. Yeah. So okay. then it, it like grew to become the skunk ape story. Mm-hmm. So fast forward like 25 years. And so my, my mom is telling me, my brother and I this story, my brother and me this story as we're driving across Alligator Alley on a little, on a little trip of our own. We've talked about this. We talked about this when we talked about the aliens, when we talked about the lake monsters. I was already into like cryptozoology stuff, so I was immediately intrigued because I always loved this shit. But I was also scared because to me, the Everglades is my backyard. Even though it's not my backyard, I don't live adjacent to the Everglades. I wasn't raised in Weston. It is my backyard in the sense of like it's right there. It's it right is. by me. And I feel a close connection to it. In my young brain, I was thinking... I have no idea what the skunk ape's intentions were that night that my mom claims to have seen it. It's intentions. <laughs> it's intentions. It could be anything, right? It could be anything. Mm-hmm. Maybe it eats people, and so it was looking for a snack. Or maybe it was scared, so its plan was to attack and neutralize what it thought was an enemy. Either way, I was in my head, the skunk ape was a violent creature who was determined to destroy people human beings yes and it's not it hasn't done so well so far unfortunately unfortunately unfortunately, (laughs) it has not done so well so far i thought about the skunk ape making it to our neighborhood in fort lauderdale and honestly though the unknown factors of the whole thing really scared the shit out of me i must have been like seven or eight yeah that's the kind of shit that you come up with yeah you start thinking of possibilities like okay we're driving down alligator alley right now could it jump out in front of the car and like push stop the car yep you know i didn't know in my head it was huge now now i know as an adult that actually the sightings are much smaller than what was in my head but you know back then i was just making up shit it was a scary monster it's a scary monster so i just like tried my best not to think about it i didn't really (laughs) think about it at all to be honest when i was like doing when i was doing 
research into other cryptozoology things, like looking at books from the library, as you just as you described with the Lake Monsters episode, your experience of doing that. I did not. I actually, the Skunk Cape did not exist. You, you can't think about it. I ignored it. I cannot think about it. It's too close. I like the idea of you constantly thinking about <laughs> don't think about the skunk cape. Because then you're going to think about the skunk cape. It's too fucking close. Yeah. Because then you start having nightmares about the skunk cape. It's a whole thing. I'm prone. <laughs> I'm, for listeners out there, you don't know this, but I'm prone to nightmares for like some ungodly reason. I have nightmares often. Most of my dreams are nightmares. And like, it's just one of those things. If I thought about it too much, it would just be there. Yeah. Then I would have nightmares forever about me getting eaten by the skunk ape. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, as I got older, like, all of that changed. The skunk ape has kind of become, like I said, one of those things that's just weird about South Florida that I love to talk about. When people bring up other cryptozoology shit, I'm like, oh, have you heard about the skunk ape? You know, just like I did with Vinny. I don't know if it's real or not. <laughs> I don't know where I stand. It probably isn't real. Like we said about the lake monsters, they're probably not real, but yeah. I want to believe it is, you know? I'm still too. in that corner of like wanting to believe that this thing is real. I don't really think any of that matters though, like we said before. It's very real to some people here, and I respect how steadfast they are in their beliefs and how enthusiastic they are about it. I really respect that. So, this episode, we're going to get into some information about the skunk ape and what it is exactly. I'm sure, like, from the name skunk ape and from the description that I just gave, you can understand, you have an idea in your head of what it is. But maybe it's a little different than you think. What do you think so far, brother? I mean, do I... Do you know about the skunk ape? I do. Obviously, okay. as a young cryptozoologist, yeah. the skunk <laughs> ape was one of many of the creatures that I looked into. Mm -hmm. It was an exciting addition to the pantheon of ape cryptids. Yes. Because, of course, you know, Bigfoot and Yeti, they get yeah, a lot gonna, of hype. Yeah, I'm going to talk about them in a second. However, the skunk ape was fun because it doesn't get the same amount of credit as those guys. But to me, it made sense. When you think about the vastness of the Everglades. Yes, which, yeah. And you consider the potential likelihood of something living in there <laughs> that we don't know yet. I mean, the, the Florida Panther, there's like 30 Florida Panthers left. We they still exist. We can't find any of them yeah, either. Yeah, we can't find them, but we know they're around. So, like, why not the skunk ape? Like, as yeah. a young crypto kid, yeah. not the other kind of crypto, the real crypto, cryptozoology. <laughs> the real crypto. Not Fuck the, the other thing. crypto. <laughs> <laughs> it made sense to me, and I loved looking at the little bit of photographic evidence that existed, and it was something that I really believed in. I was certain that the skunk, the skunk ape, ape was existed. real. Yeah. Have you, did you watch the videos? Uh, maybe not. Okay. There's famous videos of Skunk, skunk Ape 2, which I'll talk about in a second. But you mentioned just the vastness of the Everglades, and I actually started out this research with just like an Everglades fact blast. Got to. Because you got fact to. Blast. I think a lot of people don't really understand what the Everglades are. A lot of our listeners probably don't really know much about it. They know it exists, maybe. A lot of people aren't thinking about the Everglades as much as they should. Mm -hmm. Really... If you're into the environment, if you're into climate change stuff, you should be thinking about the Everglades a lot because it is one of the most important and one of the most fragile ecosystems on Earth right now. It is, now. and it, one of the most unique as well. Oh, totally. People usually think of the Everglades as like a swamp, but actually it's a slow-moving river flowing over an area of 40 miles wide by 100 miles long. It starts at the south shore of Lake Okeechobee, and it kind of like ends in the mangrove estuaries of the Florida Bay. 
we're taught to think of it as a subtropical wetland because even though it is a river, there are lots of areas of varying depths and there are spots that we would think of as like islands all over, you know, little places where you could just post up if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. And we're, al- and we're, I was about to say aliens. <laughs> they might post up, yeah. but like where animals post up all the time. Before we fucked it up, that Everglades encompass most of the state, over 4,000 square miles of land. That's it's huge. fucking huge. Development and drainage has significantly cut this down to about half the size, but I don't know, like 2,200 square miles is still huge in my mind. It's really, really big. It just, and when you're out there, it just feels that way. It feels like it's huge. You mm-hmm. look out and you feel like it never ends. Yeah, you know? that's that's the difference between some of the other massive national parks is that they're obstructed by mountains and tree lines yeah. and things. The Everglades is just vastness, flatness, forever. Forever. Like, and it seems like it doesn't end. The Everglades is home to endangered, rare, and exotic wildlife living on over 1.5 million acres of sawgrass marshes, mangrove forests, and hardwood hammocks. There are 300 fish species, 50 reptilian species, 360 avian species, Let's brother. Go. That's a lot of fucking birds, oh, bro. It's, beautiful. it's the best bird watching. <laughs> and 40 mammalian species. There's a, also a ton of invasive species living in the Everglades as a result of Florida's role in the black market international exotic animal trade. <laughs> so they're out there too. Yeah. <laughs> That's a ton of fucking creatures. Like, so many creatures. Prior to colonization by white Europeans, the areas in and around the Everglades were inhabited mostly by the seminal Miccosukee and Tequesta nations. The Tequesta people are no more, but there still are Seminole and Miccosukee people. In order to survive in this environment, they had a lot of, like they had a ton of significant adaptations in their lifestyles and the ways they developed their communities. We really don't have time in this particular episode to get into all that. That is something I definitely want to explore with actual people from those nations in future episodes, which we are planning to do. I just wanted to put that out there as a way to say that the remaining members of these nations are the greatest stewards of that land, and they are the ones who really know how to take care of it. But at the same time, one of the things about the Everglades is that there are parts, even for them, there are parts that are just not accessible to humans for a variety of reasons. Like we cannot, we cannot and should not put our bodies in those positions. Like nobody should be in that position. Mostly it's because there are plants out there who generally want to kill you and swallow your body whole. Good for them. Straight up. Like there are plants out there that are terrifying. Have you ever touched sawgrass brother? Uh, no, but... Okay, good for you. I hear it's bad. that shit fucking sucks. Like a saw. It's, <laughs> it fucking sucks. If you just touch it wrong with your... Like, let's say you're just going on a field trip, which we did in elementary school many times. Mm-hmm. You're just going on a field trip to the Everglades. And you just want to, like, see how the sawgrass feels. If you touch it just, like, a centimeter wrong, you will get a cut on your finger. And it will hurt and burn, and it sucks. Good for sawgrass for yeah. defending itself. <laughs> These motherfuckers can grow to be like seven feet tall. Yeah. So it's just, it's not habitable. It, there are places out there that are just not habitable for us. I don't think I need to say this with that description, but there could easily be other shit out there that we don't know about. Like, easily. Mm-hmm. There's, it's just like the ocean. 
I don't think we'll ever fully know what's going on out there, though we do keep trying to, obviously. There are many people who study the Everglades, many people who are out there all the time. Also, Seminole and Miccosukee nations are still out there living their lives. So there are people who are doing this work, but I just don't think we'll ever get to the bottom of it. I don't know if it's even possible for humanity to do that, just like the ocean. Yeah. I don't think it is. When you think about it like this, it's easy to see how the skunk ape myth developed. Yeah. I mean, it makes perfect sense to me. When you said 40 mammalian species, I was thinking, well, 41. Because <laughs> the skunk ape? Because the skunk ape. Well, yeah. you know. Yeah. I, would it's... we classify cryptids in our current classification system? I don't know if we would. Depends. That's a discussion. That's for, discussion uh, for another time. For a certified cryptozoologist, I <laughs> Which suppose. Which we need to get on this podcast, yeah. apparently. I agree. We should just start sending out emails today. So let's talk about the skunk ape. Stories of non-human ape-like hominids are not uncommon around the world. I don't need to tell you this, brother. But maybe I need to. T- but maybe I need to tell our listeners. We have the most famous ones like Bigfoot or the Yeti, and the skunk ape is very similar to these guys. But like you said, the skunk ape is not as famous, not as well known. It doesn't have the mountain, you know, deep woodland forest thing. Right. And I think that discounts it. But it also is discounted because it's Florida. I, I think, think that's, that's true. It's not You're really as speaking to my soul right now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you're not going to really see the skunk ape on a hike because you're not going to be hiking deep in the Everglades. Right. I mean, people do hike yes. in the Everglades. You can go for I put cool hike walks in quotes because stuff. it's more like a walk. Yeah. But yeah, people do hike. But you're right. I do think people, I mean, we've already talked about this at length, but people discount all Florida stuff, right? So I guess it's true. The skunk ape is usually described as a bipedal ape-like creature approximately five to seven feet tall. And it's usually covered in reddish-brown hair. You can see from the description, it's a lot smaller than the Bigfoot or the Yeti. And in my mind, I was saying, as a kid, I thought it was like this huge thing. In my mind, something that's five to seven feet tall is a little bit more manageable. Yes. In the, in the event that in the event that it's running towards you or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like a person. It kind of has <laughs> orangutan like features, although an orangutan is smaller than five to seven feet tall. Yeah, but it has like long arms and long legs. Yeah, and it's like the orange reddish so hair. Small. Yeah. Yeah. The biggest difference between the three of them, though, like the Bigfoot, the Yeti, the Skunk Cape is that the skunk ape fucking stinks. Mm-hmm. Brother, it's fucking smelly, all right? <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's called the skunk ape, because it smells like absolute garbage. According to the reports, you can usually smell it before you see it. So if all of a sudden you're in the Everglades, you're standing or you're walking or whatever, and you smell a smell that reminds you of how skunks spray or rotten eggs some people have said or or raw sewage some kind of sulfurous smell yeah like a sulfurous smell then you know that's the skunk ape watch the fuck out watch out he's coming for you i was thinking about when your your mom's story it's like a a humanoid figure that that smells bad what if it was just like a naked guy who stank (laughs) really bad <laughs> living in the Everglades. Yeah, just living in that would be Everglades. amazing, actually. Just running around. I mean, what if most what if most skunk apes uh, skunk ape sightings are just men who live in the Everglades <laughs> yeah. and are naked and they stink? Is that actually hair that's all over them? It's like they're just dirty yeah, they're just and they dirty. just fucking stink. <laughs> that's there's a likely a, story. There's a whole 
men out in the Everglades? I mean, it's possible. Who the fuck knows, dude, Florida. what's out there? It's Florida. Who knows? As I said earlier, the Seminole and Miccosukee people were the original stewards of this land. They have stories of their own of a creature called the Esti Kapkaki that is similar to the skunk ape. So a tall, ape-like, you know, humanoid kind of creature that has superhuman strength and smells really bad, which interesting. is interesting, right? It's so interesting that there's the smelling bad part that is like cross, that is between the two of them, two stories. SD Kapkaki is a name that roughly translates to furry tall man or hairy giant. So the idea of the skunk ape isn't technically a colonizer invention, though it is mostly people who are not Miccosukee and not Seminole that are keeping the skunk ape myth alive today. So they're not really out there being like, yeah, SD Kapkaki is a thing and like yeah. talking about it a lot, which I mean, makes sense. They don't really do that for any of their stories, but it's just, it's not a thing that they're trying to, you know, perpetuate. they're not trying to perpetuate. Yeah. They're not trying to keep that myth alive. Reminds me of the way. lake monster thing, right? Yeah. Many of these came from like indigenous it exists, stories. It exists in their, it exists in their culture, but it's just not a thing that they're talking about a lot. It's more white people that are trying to keep the myth alive. According to Smithsonian Magazine, stories of the skunk ape have been recorded in Florida, Georgia, and Alabama folklore since European settlers first occupied these areas. So people have supposedly been seeing these things since the 1700s. The first publicized sighting happened in 1818. Yeah, which is a long time ago. a long time ago. I didn't know that. And this was in North Florida in an area that's now known as Apalachicola, local newspapers reported that a man saw a, quote, man-sized monkey, end quote, raiding food stores and stalking fishermen along the, along the shore. Because Apalachicola, Apalachicola, Apalachicola yeah. is right on the ocean. Interesting. Then, according to the Florida Keys Weekly newspaper, in 1929, a sighting happened at the then recently constructed Perky bat tower which is in the florida keys it's a it's just a big structure that houses a lot of bats and they can go there and it's like a safe place for them to go because we don't really have caves yeah or anything like that people there reported that an ape-like beast came to the construction site looked around a little bit (laughs) (laughs) and it shook the tower driving the bats away which is really interesting yeah because it's like maybe the noise bothered whatever it was or Mm -hmm. but then i'm thinking when i hear this story i don't want to discredit any skunk ape sightings me neither however yes i'm thinking when i hear hear this story 1929 the keys are just being developed people are moving there perky bat tower is constructed maybe a resident just didn't want the bat tower (laughs) (laughs) so he threw on his ape suit Or you just like it's just dark or whatever, you know. Yeah. I don't know. It also sounds kind of like bear-like behavior. And okay, I know... hold on. Okay, hold right. on. Okay, we're getting there. From there, the sightings continued. So here's just a few. I'm just gonna fire off a few. In 1942, a man in Suwannee County he reported that there was a creature rushing out from the brush line that he, of a isolated road that he was driving down, and supposedly this guy says. It grabbed onto his vehicle, beat on the running board and the door for half a mile before, like, jumping off. Damn, that's aggressive. That is very aggressive. So, see that? See, like, if I had known that when I was a kid, it would have freaked me that out. That would have ruined your life. I would have been like, that thing was trying to eat 
the person who was not my mom back then, but was. (laughs) (laughs) In Barden, Florida, which is a very small town, it's like in Putnam County, in the 40s, there were a ton of sightings of a creature that they actually like didn't even, I guess they didn't even know the story of the skunk ape. They gave it its own name. They called it the Barden Booger. Oh, okay. All right. Which is really annoying because it wasn't like, it's not like covered in slime or anything. I, I, don't, I feel like that was like that's a term a that they used name. back in the day. All right. Well, that's a bad crypto name. In the 1960s, there were tons of sightings that happened in Alachua County and Marion County. One of the reports from 1963 involved several members of a family encountering an ape-like creature, like, near their home where they lived. And they said that one night, the creature came to the window and was peering in to see what was happening. That's scary. That's scary and spooky. According to the Bigfoot Researchers Organization, which is a real thing, and all of you can go and look it up. They have a website. It's (laughs) bfro.net. Dot net. <laughs> That's legit. And it looks very two thousands. It's just like the Lake Monster website. I love it. It's very two thousands. It's incredible. They have they have reports on there of Bigfoots, Yetis, skunk apes. They have everything on there. It's all the Bigfoot creatures. Reports of skunk apes were common in the Everglades of South Florida in the fifties and in the seventies, according to this website. From nineteen seventy one to nineteen seventy five, in Broward County. Whoa. Right here in Broward County, there were Tons of reported sightings. Multiple eyewitnesses reported that they had nighttime encounters with a creature that was about five to seven feet tall with dark <laughs> red and black fur. Nighttime encounters sound so euphemistic. I know, I know. <laughs> they I had like it. a little rendezvous. Uh, they had a little rendezvous. Cake. Yeah, they were meeting it. <laughs> they, they <laughs> these encounters became so famous, they were covered in all the... The local newspapers, including in the... So not just the Broward County newspapers, but also in the Miami... In the Miami-Dade County newspapers. And this is where we get the term skunk ape. Because during this time, between the between 1971 and 1975, this is when the newspapers were reporting this thing as a skunk ape. Okay. So this is where we get the term. During that time, the skunk ape was also reported as stalking people who were walking around the Everglades, <laughs> killing livestock no. from farmers who were like... You know, farmers in Big Cypress National Preserve and stuff. And also invading homes. <laughs> <laughs> They're just, they were up to no good. These are some teenage skunk apes. <laughs> Goddamn teenagers. Goddamn teenage skunk apes. These were 15-year-old skunk apes. <laughs> the local police department apparently got involved. This is all according to BFRO.net, by the way, everybody. So Legit. It's legit information. The local police department got involved. After a, de- a deputy reported striking a skunk ape with his car, <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to report this information <laughs> because it does sound like the cop is just lying. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, he said that he re- he hit it with his car, and then the skunk ape destroyed his car in retaliation. Mm, definitely not something else happened. No, there. no. He did not get into any kind of yeah, he didn't get fight drunk. or anything. No. no. <laughs> During this time, also, there were groups that were formed to basically hunt the skunk ape Mm -hmm. in the Everglades on different nights of the week. And even though there were a few times where these people who were hunting the skunk ape had fired at something, they never found a body or anything. 
So they I'm glad fired. They didn't kill it. Yeah, they fired at something, but never killed anything. What if that cop had arrested the skunk ape? <laughs> I wish he would. That would be amazing. I mean, no carceral, but like, it would be so funny to have that picture, wouldn't yeah. it? This skunk ape being walked into the local police department. It would be so funny. That would be incredible. Do you think he would use the handcuffs or the zip ties? Yeah, both probably. It's strong. So strong. Skunk apes got so wild. Okay, this is where it gets fucking insane. This is where it gets so Florida that okay. if you're going to be, this might blow your mind. But skunk apes got, skunk ape sightings got so wild that in 1977, a bill was proposed to the Florida State Legislature. <laughs> Obviously, this bill did not get passed, thank God, because it's fucking crazy. But <laughs> a bill was proposed to the Florida State Legislature that made it illegal to take, possess, harm or molest anthropoids or humanoid animals. I mean, we should just have that as just a baseline, <laughs> right? You shouldn't be allowed to shouldn't do that. Shouldn't you just do that in general? Like, <laughs> don't fucking bother the sky cave, you freaks. Oh, man. Yeah. I, I mean, think it's interesting that they included molest in this. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, it is a humanoid creature. So they yes. just, they were like, you also can't have sex with it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they meant. <laughs> I don't know if that's the reason. That's the reason. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, back in school, y'all. Yeah, they they didn't want you to have sex with it. They didn't want any cross-species love. I mean, I don't want them to have sex with it. I mean, I don't want that either. But should that be a law? (laughs) Is that an overreach? I think it is. If it's between two consenting (laughs) hominids? If it's between an adult and a consenting... Skunk ape? I think yeah. it's fine. But it then you have to do, what's the skunk ape age of consent? Like, there's a <laughs> lot of shit. <laughs> it's a very tricky subject. Skunk ape age of consent. <laughs> That's insane. All this kind of brings us to where we're really going all along, which is the skunk ape, ape headquarters. Yes. We gotta go. Because it's a real thing that exists in the Everglades. And you really can't talk about skunk apes without talking about our boy, Dave Sheely. We love Everyone, Dave. including you, might be wondering <laughs> who Dave Sheely is. Dave Sheely is a true blue fucking Florida cracker. His family has been here forever. He was born and raised here, and they, and they lived in the Everglades. They lived like on the outskirts of Big Cypress National Preserve. I say he's a Florida cracker because he is not Miccosukee. He is not Seminole. He is, he is of the original white settlers that came here, that came to Florida when the United States was being colonized. He is the reason why the skunk ape myth still lives so large in like the storied history of South Florida. He is, I wanted to find other people, but mm-hmm. you can't because it's all Dave. Dave is the one. You know, it's all He's Dave. He's got a monopoly on this stuff. So Dave's story goes like this. And Dave has had dozens of interviews like, if you search Dave Sheely, it's pages and pages of shit on Google. So you can really just, like, pick any one of them to read. Mm-hmm. And he tells the same story. He's really consistent. I'll give him that. He's really consistent. So I guess this is true. <laughs> it's true. Who am I to question Dave Sheely? I would never question Dave Sheely. His story goes like this. In 1974, Dave was 10 years old. And he says he saw a skunk ape when he, him and his brother, Jack were out hunting. They 
always hunted in this piece of the Everglades behind their house out in Big Cypress National, um, what is now Big Cypress National Preserve, because it wasn't called that back then. They were hunting and they saw the skunk ape out in a clearing. In an interview from 2014, Dave described the experience like this. This is direct from Dave's mouth. It was walking across the swamp and my brother spotted it first, but I couldn't see it over the grass. I wasn't tall enough. My brother picked me up and I saw it about a hundred yards away. We were just kids, but we'd heard about it and knew for sure what we were looking at. It looked like a man, but completely covered with hair. Some important contextual information to know about Dave's experience here is that supposedly his dad had seen many years earlier out in that same piece of land that they were hunting in footsteps from a creature that could not be, could not possibly be human or anything else that lived in, that they knew lived in the swamp. Sure. Since then, since 1974, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Dave has become an expert in skunk ape studies. He has a PhD he in it? literally calls... No. He literally... No. No. He doesn't. Okay? <laughs> okay. No. All right. I wish Let he did. I wish he, I wish he did and he could because he fucking deserves it. <laughs> because, man, he dedicates so much time to this. He literally calls himself the Jane Goodall of skunk apes. All right. Why not? Except that, like, Jane could touch the... <laughs> I don't know. It's just... Could have thought of something else. I don't know. Jane could actually touch the... She was yes. touching them. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. He can't touch them. Well, I'm... Um, yeah. He's only seriously hunted them three times in his life, which that was part of my question. I think I said that to you. That, like, why haven't we caught a skunk ape yet? Is it just because it's not real? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Or is it because Dave Sheely just, like, hasn't been hunting it for real? He hasn't been putting in enough effort. Yeah, but actually it's just that he's only tried three times. So that's interesting. Even though he's only tried three times, he's he's written a field guide. He's made TV appearances. He continually investigates reported sightings. And of course, of course, the big one, he established the Skunk Ape Research Headquarters in Achope, Florida. Beautiful. Which is smack dab in the middle of Big Cypress National Preserve. The website... BigfootLunchClub.com quotes him <laughs> as saying, quotes him as saying, I am the expert, the state and county expert on the Florida skunk ape, and I have been for years. Okay. So Dave really Is he very full of himself? himself, this Dave guy? I don't know. Yeah, I guess. I mean, and he's just confident in what he knows. He's just confident in what he knows. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Dave really, so here's Dave's story, pretty much, because he, he didn't just become what is known as the skunk ape, skunk ape expert out of nowhere, right? It wasn't in the 70s that he became known as a skunk ape expert. He, like, lived his life. He still hunted the skunk ape on the side, whatever. He did his little things. But when he really rose to prominence was in 2000. Mm-hmm. That's when the cryptozoology world was like, oh, who's Dave Shealy, yeah. right? In 2000, he captured some grainy-ass footage of the skunk ape out in the Everglades. Okay. Of course, this video, this footage, it's available on YouTube. Dave is meticulous in his record keeping and in making sure his archives are available to the public online. So you can see all of Dave's shit online. He believes in open access. He believes in open access. I watched the video, I've watched the video a few times. According to Dave, the video was shot from like 100 feet, of, 100 feet away, which is interesting because 
that's supposedly the same amount of distance that he originally saw the skunk ape from. Okay. And this is many years later. But he was 100 feet away from it. And it looks like that when you watch it. And it's the year 2000, so it looks like shit, obviously. It does not look, it's not clear or crisp or anything. It's very blurry. It's not allowed. Cryptozoology has a yeah, very no, specific. You can't have good equipment. No when you're clarity. doing cryptozoology, you cannot do good equipment. You're not allowed. <laughs> when you're watching the video, you can see something that looks like how the skunk ape is usually described. It's at, at first, it's hanging out in like a hammock of palm trees. It's just kind of chilling, maybe looking around for food or whatever. And then all of a sudden, it starts walking across the open land there for very fast and then breaks out into a run. Hmm, it sprints? It sprints. Hmm, okay. Dave says, this is according to Dave, mm -hmm. he says that it was running at about 22 miles an hour. He had his uh, speed which gun there. Which most humans can't do. Mm -hmm, okay. So it must have been a skunk ape. It won't be shocking when I tell you <laughs> that even though Dave continues to collect evidence... No one fucking believes him. God damn it, people. Not even in the cryptozoology world. Yeah. People do not like Dave Sheely, which I have to admit makes me kind of sad. Yeah. And also makes me wonder, is it because he's from Florida? Yeah. It's classic. <laughs> is it because Dave Sheely is a Florida cracker yeah. that nobody believes him? It's, you know, the Florida man myth. Yeah. You know, that he's and some he's like loon. he's truly one of them. Yeah, he's just a loon, a Florida man loon. Let me tell you, here's something about the issue with being a person who is obsessed with a cryptid mm -hmm. a specific cryptid because you devote your life to seeing mm. it and if you eventually see it mm. of course that's going to call into question it's what true. you've done because it does seem a little like it's uh, very suspicious a little suspicious i get it i want to believe that because if you put a lot of hours into doing something you will eventually see that thing yeah. however it is quite convenient to eventually see that thing. Yeah, I gotta say, so another South Florida legend, before I, I talk more about how the cryptozoology world has re responded to Dave Shealy, another South Florida legend, his name's Craig Pittman. He's the guy that's like the on the floor, on the trail of the Florida Panther guy, okay. Craig Pittman. He wrote a whole book about it. Great book. Craig Pittman's an awesome guy. He has a great podcast. I don't like to talk about other podcasts on this podcast no. because you should only be listening to this one. <laughs> but he does have a great podcast about Florida stuff. He also, obviously we know the Florida Panther is real. Yeah. We know it's real. Okay, we have evidence that it exists. But we also don't see them like ever. Yes, very elusive. They're very elusive. We never see them. Pe regular people don't really see them. You really have to be putting in the time and effort to see them. Yep. And I get it, because we have the evidence, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So it's different. But, like, they put in so much time and effort into hunting those things. Or not hunting them, but tracking them. Yes. And it's just like, yeah, no big deal. We know. Florida Panther's mm -hmm. real. We do. So there's only some things. Yeah, sure. <laughs> there's, like, in cryptozoology, these people put so much time and effort, and people are very quick to just still... Put them down. Yeah. You know? Because they say it's convenient. It's Yeah, it's convenient or whatever. Sure. Yeah. So it is suspicious. And I agree. It is suspicious. But I think it is funny that we don't think that way about other things that people are putting time and effort into hunting. Mm -hmm. Fair. So just back to the cryptozoology world's response to Dave. A writer and, like, researcher and columnist for the Committee for Skeptical Inquiry, her name's Sharon Hill, she's written exclusively pretty much about Bigfoot and the skunk ape. She is quoted as saying about skunk ape stuff that 
The empirical evidence is extremely weak. <laughs> it's almost entirely eyewitness testimony, which is the most unreliable evidence you can have. Okay, fair. Which makes me laugh <laughs> because you're writing about other cryptozoology shit. Most of it is just eyewitness testimony. Mm-hmm. What is this committee for skeptical Dude, inquiry it's really a doing? Committee of fucking nerds. <laughs> Committee of fucking killjoys. So basically, you're just seeing things. You're like, oh, I believe in cryptozoology, but everything that we have as evidence for cryptozoology does not isn't real. Where does the committee meet? Do they go to like a conference room? <laughs> they and have like many a websites. <laughs> they have like tons of websites. She's also written for Sharon Hill's also written about Bigfoot stuff for like HuffPost and other places. Too. Okay. Regardless of this, regardless of the cryptozoology doubt, the cryptozoology world doubt, regardless mm-hmm. of People just thinking Dave Shealy is a crackpot lunatic, regardless, regardless of like the possi- other possibilities for those sightings supposedly of the skunk ape. He's not a crackpot. He's a cracker. He's a he's a cracker lunatic. <laughs> <laughs> people are still taken by the skunk ape. I mean, I have my little qualitative research of the people at Marie Barbell didn't really know <laughs> what the skunk ape was, but. You knew what it was. Of course. When I mentioned it to other people who are from Florida, they know what it is. And some people from outside of Florida, too. I mean, you're not from here, but you were interested in this. So people are still taken with it. People still care about it. According to BFRO.net, the website that, you know, the the Bigfoot Resource Organization, 48 out of 67 counties in Florida have reported sightings since 2010. So there are still sightings happening and being reported yeah and people are still you know people are still thinking that it's possibly the skunk ape that's, that's doing significant this. enough and of course like you can go out to dave's place in otropi anytime and and look at all the stuff that he has there's also been and i've noticed this i think it kind of happened over covid because over covid there was an uptick in like skunk ape imagery because people were using the skunk ape as a jokey thing for keeping six feet of distance mm. between you and other people during COVID. Okay. There were several articles then that were written because people were using that imagery. There are several art. There's several articles that have been written since 2020 about the skunk ape and it's like a legacy and how it's impacted Florida and like Florida man stories and all of this stuff. So there's tons of articles still being published. And as I said, Dave's keeping that myth alive and well. Sure. Just to talk about something really quickly that is related to Skunk Ape, and you kind of mentioned it earlier, many people have put out possible theories of what the Skunk Ape could be, besides being the actual Skunk Ape. Yes. What other kind of ape it could be? Not even just what kind of ape it could be. Okay. An investigator, a skeptical investigator, and when I say skeptical investigator, I mean that as a title. This is a person like Sharon Hill, who goes and like tries to figure out if these myths are true or not. Okay. These are like real live non FBI Fox Mulder people who okay. like go and investigate this shit and look at the evidence or whatever. He says that many of the sightings may actually be American black bears. Yep. That's the classic. That's the one that I've heard of a lot. Yeah. And he yeah. he also adds that they it's possible that they have mange. Mm-hmm. And that's why they look kind of weird and smell bad. Yeah. Because when you have when animals have mange, they smell like shit. Mm-hmm. So he's saying that that's a possibility that it's just black bears who have been 
doing this shit. I mean, especially in North Florida, that makes a lot more sense. Totally. Down, Down here, here, it makes no sense at all. Yeah. Yeah. It makes no sense at all. Also, I just think it's important to note that the United States National Park Service considers the skunk ape a hoax. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> we so need that. The authorities consider it, a, a, consider it a hoax, which, you know, the authorities consider a lot of things, and I don't, I don't <laughs> like authority, so fuck them. So fuck them, it's real. <laughs> and that's that. That's that. That, Done. That is the end of the Skunk Ape episode. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it's real or not. I don't know, man. Yeah, I want to believe so bad. It's a great thing to have. I'm open to it. Yeah. I think that Florida is a unique place in the world with a unique ecosystem. The most wonderful, dynamic place in the world, the Florida Everglades. Yeah. Like... Why should there not be a cryptid that occupies Truly. that space as well? Truly. I mean, we're living among dinosaurs. Yes, we do. Straight up. I was thinking about how wonderful Florida's natural life is just walking around campus yesterday. I think about this every day. Every but day. yesterday, it particularly <laughs> struck me when I walked through a field of iguanas <laughs> and saw four or five different types of birds a couple different kinds of turtles, all of these fish that were huge just swimming in the pond on campus. And then I walked past two or three different types of lizards. And I thought, you don't get this in other places in this country. We are living among such natural bounty. Why not the skunk ape? <laughs> <laughs> I'm simply saying everything is beautiful. Why not also the Yeah, why not also a stinky, hairy, <laughs> possibly violent ape? <laughs> I don't think he's violent. That's the thing. Yeah, I don't think a skunk ape would be violent. I think if the skunk ape exists, it probably eats animals that are already dead or very small. Like, it probably eats big animals that are already dead. Or mm -hmm. it eats very small animals. Or it eats plants. Or it eats plants, yeah. Like most yeah. other apes. Yeah, but I think it's an omnivore because, like, we are. <laughs> yeah. When I thought of the skunk ape because of that picture from 2000, the, mm -hmm. the, the most famous skunk ape The red beady eyes picture, one, yeah. yeah. My assumption was that this was some sort of orangutan type creature, so that it would be like a vegetarian. Yeah. yeah, I don't even know, but could be. Why the fuck not? Why not? You know. I mean, we do have, and this should probably be another episode, but we do have the Hollywood monkeys or the Danian oh, monkeys. Oh, of course, you know? yeah. I try to see them when so I can. So it's it's like, I don't know, you know? Yeah, it's possible that there was a fucking carnival, yeah. <laughs> or uh, not a carnival, um, circus, circus traveling through the Everglades, you know. I mean, the Ringling Brothers have their whole clown college up there yeah. in North Florida. Like, it's possible they were traveling. I don't know. And how many wacky-ass, like, rich Maybe people it wasn't, back then? Yeah, wacky-ass rich people. Anything could have happened. Maybe it's not a skunk ape. Maybe it's just, like, a gorilla. Yeah. And we're just, Dude. we want it, we can't imagine it being a gorilla. So we're like, maybe it's just a Bigfoot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and why can't Bigfoot also be a gorilla? <laughs> Yeah, which it could be. <laughs> I don't know. I'm open to. I'm, but I'm open to the idea of the skunk cave, just like everything else. I'm open to it. Yeah, I mean, you should be scared of the Everglades. I think a you healthy fear of the Everglades yes. is necessary. If you're not, you you must be an insane person. No, you're just an asshole. Because it's because you're stupid. Fucking scary. It's scary. Even yeah. if the skunk ape isn't roaming around, 
you have a lot of other things that could kill you in worse ways. So the plants will kill you by yeah. themselves, not the plants, not even the animals. The plants just will kill you. Drown and then your rotten corpse will be eaten by alligators. <laughs> by alligators or anacondas, because yeah. there's like seven anacondas out there too. <laughs> scary. It's man. so scary. <laughs> there's literally seven anacondas out there. Which it's, is dope. Yeah, which is dope. Yeah, I mean they're not supposed to be. There, no, but you know whatever. They somehow live peacefully with the. Alligators, but the so boa boas, constrictors yeah. do not. Boas it's really bad. weird. I don't yeah. understand the difference, but whatever. Um, anacondas vibe with uh, with large. Uh, yeah, anacondas like, hey, like you're good. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're good, brother. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's weird. I, it's weird too to me. So one thing I we didn't talk about or we didn't really discuss in the Lake Monsters episode is that it's weird too to me that there's like. So much infighting in the cryptozoology world. I mean, it makes sense mm-hmm. when you think about it because humans are, that's, we love to argue, we love to fight, we love conflict, but also hate it. But like, mostly yes. love it. It's weird that there's so much infighting about specifically the skunk ape. Hmm. That is something kind of like where my, you know, something like perked up in my brain. And I was like, why is it specifically about this one? Yep. And I don't have any answers for that because I tried to, like, do reading and, and I read some of the articles about that Sharon Hill lady. And it's just, I don't understand. It's specifically targeted at this thing. And you, you're right. It might have something to do with people just not understanding the vast expanse of the Everglades mm-hmm. and thinking and not thinking of it in the same way that they think of the mountains, where the mountains have all these hiding places and, like, places where you don't see things. But the Everglades seems like you can see everything, but you can't because we can't access everything. Mm -hmm. You can't go everywhere. You shouldn't, and you shouldn't be able to, right? So I think it is connected to what you said earlier, like that thing of like everything else is like mountains and woods, and there's so many hiding places. The Everglades is not really the woods, quote unquote. So people are just like, how could, oh, it's it's just like out there. So you could just like see it at any moment, but who knows? Yeah, I think there's, of course, some anti-Florida bias <laughs> built into that. I do think that's very real. Yeah, no, I think you're right. But I'm just saying, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt and saying, mm-hmm. like, I think it has to do with the natural landscape, too. Yeah. Guys, Florida is not uh, our politicians, just to be very clear. I don't okay? think you seem to understand that. <laughs> New York Times. I don't think you guys understand how plutocracy works. You yeah. should look it up. <laughs> Because most of the southern states are still suffering from it yeah. from 1865. But it's okay. I don't, I, you know, I'm not going to go out about it. Just. <laughs> Welcome to the Skunk just Cape to episode. Just understand that, okay? Yeah. Anyways, that's all I have to say about Skunk Cape, though. Well, I love it, brother. It's great yeah. to talk about the Skunk Cape because it's definitely something that was on my mind. And I was like, yeah, he seems I was pretty bought in. I wasn't as bought in on Bigfoot, to be honest with you, as I was on the Skunk Cape. The yeah, skunk I'm cape more inclined to, to believe Skunk Cape, honestly. Yep. The Bigfoot... There He's are, too tall. What area of the Portland woods has not been explored? <laughs> or like the Oregon yeah. woods has not been explored is my question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There, you can literally... You can actually say that there are whole areas, big parts of the Everglades that cannot be explored. So yeah. we cannot even get there. Mm-hmm. So it's just total, two totally different things. So I'm yeah. way more inclined to believe in Skunk Gate. Agreed, brother. So I think we've decided definitively that it is real. <laughs> And, um, That's our science right there. I guess we'll write a letter to the government. We will, yes. Yeah. And also the Bigfoot Research Organization. Yeah, yeah. Just let them know. about them. It's real. It's real. Anyways, thank you all for listening. This has been Fat Guy Jacka. I'm Steph Rubino. I'm Brendan Walsh.